Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. It's bullshit generalization. Many sequels have surpassed their original. Oh, yeah? Name one. As we used to say, we are back. I like how when we started the run of this podcast, we say we would say, we're back. And now that we're actually, that was before we had been Multiple anywhere to be back yeah. from. And now that we're, we've been doing a bunch of them, we don't say that anymore. Now that we could say that we're back. Well, it's like a late night thing, right? We're back? Yeah. I guess. That's, that's what it feels like we're doing today. It's dark out. It's a late, this is a late recording for us. Late recording for the Spheres of Sequel podcast. <laughs> Carter's been familiar. trying to get me to introduce us and the podcast, and I can't help but not do it. You evade it. No, not to this time. A lot like our characters in our movie today. Yes. The way they evade zombies. Right. So I, I, am, <laughs> I am Carter Moss. Carter Moss. And? And I am Forrest. Frost, also known as Frosty Scorsese, you could call me. Forest Moss. Forest Moss. <laughs> <laughs> Never said your name like I say that. <laughs> we are good, actually. Yeah, I did. I should go with that. But only if you say it like that. Yeah. Well, I had a friend, so my real full legal name, my government name, Whoa. is Forest Moss Vreeland, a name you'll almost never hear me say, all right? And I have one friend cool as can be you know great voice he had a way of saying things and he'd say things he'd be like oh, i wish i can't pull things off i wish i could pull them off if i could say them like you and he'd always be like i don't understand why you don't go by most vreeland and i'd be like well yeah if i could say it like that i would yeah. go with it that sounds cool <laughs> i don't talk like yeah. that <laughs> I sound like Kermit the Frog. People would be like, why are you doing that weird yeah. impression just when you say your name? What is that? Where'd that come from? Hello, everyone. I'm happy to be here. You can call me Morse Vreeland. <laughs> <laughs> why do you um, change your face and do a different voice every time you just... Can you imagine the DMV? Next, please. What's your name? Morse Vreeland. <laughs> why'd you pick the DMV of all places? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a random place. Because they don't call you by your name. No, I guess not. I they don't even call you anymore. Now that yeah. it's like a little thing that like you see a board and it says like, oh yeah, you're F14. Did I tell you that guy I worked with that did zip codes as if they were actual numbers? So he, because he, he was referencing the TV show and he's like, Beverly Hills, 90,210. And I was like, do you do that when you just, like if you're talking to a mailman or at the post office or at the DMV? My address is... 215 South Broad, Beverly Hills, 90,210. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny because you're like, that's not wrong, but it is wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. <laughs> but it's also one of those, like, especially with somebody from another country, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess we do say it in a way that doesn't need to be said that way. Right. <laughs> That does, yeah, you're like, I guess that does sort of make sense. Actually. But it's kind of like if you go to, I think in Canada, they have like, and other countries have, uh, they don't use numbers. They use like alphabet in it and their zip codes, postal codes, I think they call it. Oh, really? Yeah. And they, so I imagine if you pronounced that, like Aziz, 
<laughs> but and I'd be like, oh uh, no, it's <laughs> sound them all out individually, please. I hope they read it like a word. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's funny. Well, we should conclude our introduction. So now you know who we are together. We're the Jansen brothers, not the Moss brothers. No, the Jansen brothers. Our Dutch roots just <laughs> plant and and grow and expand from us when we we join forces. Yes, it's true. I don't know why I went with that analogy. I said, well, I guess Netherlands is only known for marijuana. And, and <laughs> I was, that's, oh, it's funny you went marijuana. I was trying to think of a Dutch masters joke. You know those blunts you sometimes use as rolling papers, Dutch masters? <laughs> uh, the, the Dutch, hopefully there's just no Netherlands people listening. They're going to be like rolling over in their beds. Not their graves. They're still No alive. pun intended if we're talking about rolling yeah, blunts. Yeah. Rolling over they, their graves. They'll be rolling they, blunts in their graves. They don't like being known, I think, for that. At least when I was in Amsterdam. The, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, they know the, all the, it's the tourist thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, these idiots are going to come, these hooligans. Mm. They're going to come and mess up our city. Did you ever see the George Lopez thing when he was making fun of Trump, when Trump wanted to build the wall? And he's, these rapists and thieves are coming over to America from Mexico. We need to stop them. And George Lopez was doing basically the same thing. We need to build a wall to stop. And he's talking about all the spring breakers. And he's these drinkers and rapists are coming. <laughs> oh, they're coming over into Mexico. Yeah, they're coming into Mexico, and <laughs> that's pretty good. And they're doing drugs, and they're they're out of control. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned it. So, so that's who we are. That's who we are collectively together, the Jansen Brothers. And this is spiritual sequel podcast. Today's we, movie. We did say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're saying but it again. We're, we're yeah. emphasizing it. You know. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm your hype man. You said it. Right? You're my Ja Rule. No, I wanted to be... Uh, who was Busta Rhymes' little guy? Light skin guy? Yeah. Yeah, that guy, he sucked, right? Oh, he was terrible. Something with a star, maybe? They a star in his name? Oh, yeah. Spliff Star? Yes. Yes. Star. Nice. Good teamwork. And Spliff takes us right back. We were just talking blunts. Spliffs. All right. You know? Staying on, on topic. <laughs> so you want to be that guy? I don't want to be him, but I just feel like he was the ultimate for hype the, man. For the purposes of this podcast, <laughs> I will make... <laughs> The greatest sacrifice and be split star <laughs> to your best of rhymes. Well, I'm just saying, I don't think of Ja Rule as a hype oh, man. Because he, he expanded, he yeah. outgrew it. Yeah, He's a solo act. Whose hype man would you, were you saying he was? DMX's early? Wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he? I don't know. I thought they were friends. I thought they still were own, independent in their own right. Because yeah. Ja Rule was always a rapper. I always thought it was funny that like he would, I mean, I guess, but he was doing hype man type stuff for... That might be right. I don't, I, yeah. It's just funny that they both almost have a similar look. They're both bald and... And that growling yeah, voice. the growl. Yeah. It almost seems like Ja Rule is just kind of stealing. He was definitely doing an impression of DMX. Yeah. Bald, growling. But just it's not... murder. Sounds yeah. like something DMX would have said. I, he always came off as like a knockoff DMX for sure. But a hype man is different because a hype man just doesn't even bring anything. He's just in canon of the other guy. Anyway... We should say, now that we've gotten all the other introductory things out of the way, so the movies today, we just saw Zombieland 2 yesterday, opening weekend. Double tap. Zombieland 2, double tap. Do I, do they usually do movies where it's the number and the subtitle? Or what's it called? I don't think they did both. Oh, it's just Zombieland double tap? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the new you know, the new trend. Right. Well, that's what I thought, but I thought, I thought it was Zombieland 2 double tap. You're right. Yeah, you might be right. 
What's just initial, what were your initial thoughts? Coming out of the screening, then we'll get into the surveying the landscape. We'll go through, we'll dig, drill into the asteroid of the plot, give a few maybe casting calls, any casting mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. we'd make, and then well, that'll finish be fun it for off. This one. Yeah, finishing it off. I don't know, actually. I don't know if I have that many, but... Well, it'll be funny because the casting is... Uh, I mean, I'll say right now, I don't like the the two of the four leads. I would rather not watch in movies. Jesse Eisenberg and, and uh, Lara Stone. Not Lara Stone. Jessica Stone. Emma What's Stone. Emma Stone. <laughs> What's that? I'm IMDb how... for the most... I can, I can, I can pick out... The 17th build actor in a forgotten movie that no one knows even existed. And I can also pick out the editor on that movie who only did one movie. But the one of the bigger actors is yeah. Academy Award winning. <laughs> ah, I don't need to know their first name. You know oh them. You know God. who they are. Honestly, yeah. I walk around LA. I get the most obscure, you know, person I, I recognize on the street. I couldn't get Emma Stone's name. Unbelievable. Anyway. I've never been a particularly big fan of hers and Jesse Eisenberg's. I do like them in, in these particular movies. I do think they're good. I just don't find them very watchable. I don't like to engage with them very much. But so, I think they're both one note is my thing. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's odd that they're both considered like, I, I feel like they're thespians in that way. Like They're like the great actors. Yeah. Of, You're right. They least, are very least, similar in everything. Yeah. And Eisenberg is... I feel like has been knocked down. People realize like, oh, he does the same shtick. And yeah, yeah. He does. Even real, it's just him. I've never right. person. He's... He acts exactly the same in every role. All those roles, he's just himself. Wait, were we together? Because I met him once. Were you with me? Or was I that he's just around that. Yeah, he's around that. Hotels. No. We were not together. Oh, because I saw him on a pub crawl, believe it or not. And this girl who we were with was really drunk. She didn't realize he wasn't part of the crawl. It's on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. And the group is like moving drunkenly down the, and it's like an ugly sweater pub crawl, you know that? So we all got these obnoxious Christmas sweaters on, ugly holiday sweaters. And we're going, and she starts like tugging him, like, hey, little man, why aren't you coming with us? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, and he, you know, he's so awkward in uh-huh. the movies, he's doing that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> he's Tom Holland in Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's stuttering, he doesn't know what to say, and she's like, come on, like, we're going this way. You're going the wrong way. Come on, man. You know, and then everybody else recognizes who he is. She has no idea who he is. You know, and this is like around the social network. Uh-huh. And she's badgering him and like, come on, and pestering him. <laughs> and he like doesn't, he doesn't have the gumption to just be like, hey, I'm not with you. Stop it. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's just kind of awkwardly like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what, what you want me to do. Where are we going? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, he, you're right. He's totally that person in real life. I mean, and you're right. Yeah, I, yeah, both of them seem very much that person in in what you see them in. Yeah, I, I met him. He was like clearly. I was in a spa working as the attendant, and his girlfriend was there looking for products, uh-huh. and I was like helping her. And he like quickly like went into a different room, room that you're not really supposed to go into. But I was just like, whatever. He clowns to high. He's a yeah. you know the celebs can do whatever they want, but making no big deal of who he was or anything. And then I was talking to her, and I think because I was so honest, like I wasn't like sugarcoating anything. I was just like, yeah, that product's just talking about life, and and I was open. 
and the music was the same and it's just like the same like three beats over and over yeah it would it's like relaxing if you're there for an hour but it's like it'll drive you mad if uh, you're there yeah. for eight hours and so he asked me that question does this music drive you crazy and i was like uh yeah. you know now at this point i've heard it so much that i went from going mad to back out to now i'm it's like white noise i don't really even hear it that's a very empathetic question though yes i like that very considerate yeah so he thought because he was just driving him yeah. crazy almost immediately right, right, right. and i think he liked that i was so open and so he kept asking me questions where i was from and all this stuff right is he a jersey guy did he say he's a jersey guy. new jersey yeah. Yeah, yeah so we talked about the philly going to philly all that stuff and then i wanted to i didn't do it i really wanted to uh to make a magic joke because I couldn't find a bag for one of her products to like a gift. And I was gonna be like, Oh, if only I could just like, ah, if it could now just, you see me. Yeah. yeah. Trying to do that kind of joke, but that didn't happen at the time. But the funniest part was at the end, he goes, he's like, cool, cool. Okay. And they, they, they're about to leave. Uh, he asked me my name. He's like, what's your name? And I'm like, Oh, Carter. And he's like, and he just starts walking away. I'm like, okay. He gets like halfway down the hall, almost to the exit. And then he stops. He slowly turns around, gives me like half a wave, and just goes, "I'm Jesse," and then turns away and walks <laughs> away. And I was just like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, oh, okay." That's pretty funny. It's also funny that name. Yes, like it's kind of a you set it up so dramatically, and then yes, I'm Jesse. <laughs> but he he did it as if he was in like he's like I don't when I'm on set. I'm always on set. Like, this is my set, too. I'm just going to dramatically walk mm. in. Everything is performance. But, yeah, so he seems the same in real life as he does in every single movie. But my problem is, but my problem with uh, him and Emma Stone is not even that they're bad actors or even that they're limited in their range. I just, I'd be fine with them being uh, side people, you know, like uh, side characters in the B-plot. I just don't think they're movie stars. I'm a no, f- yeah, they shouldn't be driving movies. Firm over there. proponent yes. in there's an unattainable, undefinable quality, but we all recognize it and we all know it when we see it, right? And it was on great display this well, summer with Brad Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you're like movie star. We don't all see it. Yeah, true. Bradley Cooper is a good example. Only Todd Phillips saw that one. Mm, that's and true. That's right. That's true. Like, Holy shit. That's actually a good example because when you're watching Alias, there's no like, hey, that guy's a movie star. Why is he not in other? <laughs> Why are they not utilizing him correctly? That's a great point. But Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone do not have, like, right, they just shouldn't be le- starring in the movies. They could be in them, you know? This is another thing. I don't know when this started happening with Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill. We get these guys, Michael Sarah, Get these people out of our... Stop starring in the movies. You can play the sidekick. <laughs> or in comedies. They work in comedies. Even then, I don't. I don't need them starring. <laughs> yeah, like I definitely don't need a Seth Rogen romantic comedy with Charlize. No, where no. he's they're gonna be. You're like, come on. Seriously. Apparently, nobody needed that because nobody went. <laughs> nobody was clamoring for it. Right? Nobody wants that. I think about it when I see this Budweiser commercial with Charlize, and she's looking spectacular. And she seems real cool. It's, I don't want to see her with Seth Rogen. No offense to you, Rogen. <laughs> it just sounds like just like the line in the movie. It's the best line in the second in the sequel for Zombieland too. When Ooh. when Woody Harrelson says like, "No offense, but oh, yeah. but the rules are for pussies," and <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, 
What do you mean no offense? No offense. That's my whole thing. It rules. That's literally my whole thing. That's all I'm about. How could I not take offense to that? Yeah, that was a great part. Other than those two actors, who you liked in the movie, what was your initial thoughts for the whole film? And comparing it, how much, I don't know how much of it, we haven't seen the first one in a while. I haven't seen it in a long time, right? But it felt very similar in that um, I wasn't excited going in because I don't like these people. And now even... At that point, Ruben Fleischer, the director, that was, I think, his first movie, correct? Oh. So you don't really know what he's going to bring. And those writers, the guys who wrote it, Rhett Reese and, and Paul Wernick, we didn't know who they were either. So you've got these new writers, this new director, and a cast I'm not really fond, that fond of. I like Woody Harrelson. That's about it, right? But I don't know if I like him in these because he's so one note. At least in the first one, I was like, okay, I like him somewhat, but he also can, can get annoying. Sure. With how... And his character is supposed to be annoying. Yes. A lot of the other characters are always rolling their eyes and like kind true. of bothered by him, right? Yes, yeah, true. Which is a brand of comedy I'm not that into. If the people are bothered by, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like if I wanted to see people like that, and I would just walk outside. And yeah, I'm annoyed by people all the time. I don't want that in my. I don't want to be entertaining. <laughs> it's not entertaining. It's bothersome. If you're bothered by them, so am I. But overall, I like Woody. Right. I'm just talking about going in before having seen that movie. And then I remember liking it more than I thought I was. And I thought it was kind of fun and inventive and refreshing. But it was also frivolous, right? It didn't move the needle all that much. It was... And I thought the same thing with this one. It's fun. There's some clever moments. There's also some... Don't you think... I mean, so these are the guys that wrote Deadpool. I feel like uh, it's very much their brand where they do certain things where you're like, wow, that's so yes, clever. Yes. And then they do other things where you're like, wow, I feel like you guys think this is way funnier than it is. Yeah. And it's not that funny. To be honest, comedy is such a fine line. You know, I make jokes where you're mm. like, that's either really, cl-, you know, it's, it's that classic, uh, I think of the Gene Hackman line in Enemy of the State all the time when he's, he looks at Will Smith and you're either incredibly smart or incredibly stupid, you know? And it's like, that's yeah, a fine line. And a lot of times you don't know. It's the same thing with comedy. It's either incredibly witty and clever or really stupid and people are going to look at you and like what the hell are you thinking and it's hard to tell sometimes i mean we see that in the presidency yeah constantly trump will do the dumbest shit ever right the dumbest thing you know how could he even do that right after he did this other dumb thing and then people go well wait if he's constantly doing oh, dumb okay. things and it, it it starts diluting the things themselves that he's doing is he playing is he actually a genius you know is he actually yeah. three steps ahead of everybody and I don't know. I don't, I think, I feel like that it takes away from the movie itself when you're just trying to, like, that's what I feel like people don't like about Deadpool's. Is what? Is that it is going too far on the jokes and less on the actual movie, like the story uh-huh. itself. That That's like secondary. And they're like, oh wait, we're into a jam. We'll just have something happen. And I like the Deadpool movies, but yeah, no, more I than these too. ones, obviously. And Ryan Reynolds is yeah, way more of a star. Um, and just, that goes back to the movie Works star thing for, we were just talking about, right? Yes. Movie star. And finally, the cool thing about Deadpool is like, that's another Bradley Cooper, right? Where hadn't found his movie, like hadn't found his movie star legs yet. And then Deadpool finally was like, here's Ryan Reynolds in the pocket doing what he's good at being a movie star, you know? Okay, this is like the role for him. And now it feels like he just is playing that. And when we saw him in Hobbs and Shaw, he's like, I'm just going to do this in other movies too, <laughs> which is fine. It's per- great. Good. That's your yeah. movie star thing. True. Keep doing it. These are funny movies because I feel like there's, there's a zombie movie, very different from the rest of the genre other than Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. But then like 
there's not that many zombies. I feel like it's a lot of the time there's they're just driving or in a room and talking and it's like a positive and a negative where it's like I don't actually really like zombies all that much. So right, I don't like zombie I, movies. That's a good point. I, I it's the genre I'm not really that fond of. That's a good point. They're not very interesting villains. They're so secondary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And. Also, with, with zombies, you don't really get a big bad. Like, with a vampire, you could have your Dracula or your foe, yeah, yeah. right? Or, like, a werewolf, you'd have, like, the one in particular. I don't know. Well, zombies or somebody turns into it. They're, like... They're so personality-less, right? Yeah. Well, no, also that, that, that just... You kill one, and they're just endless. They just keep coming and coming. Right, there's right, there's right. no, like... There's not, like, oh, I killed the bad ones, so and now they're all dead. Yeah. Or we killed the one, and now they're all going to be like, oh, wait, we sh- maybe we shouldn't attack. They just keep coming. There's... There's no plan. There's no nothing. It's pure chaos. Did you wonder after the first one, they have that great cameo with Bill Murray, right? Did I think that was going to be another one in this? Well, no, I was wondering how they were going to try to top that. Uh And they do. I mean, it's like one of the better scenes in this movie. They have a, I guess it would be a dual cameo, but they're not playing themselves. They don't have a cameo where the person's playing themselves, but no, but I don't think that's obligatory, but they, Uh they had to have a big cameo. That's like a, because the Bill Murray part really elevates that first movie. Don't you think that's a much more forgettable movie without that yeah. scene? Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember the rules, and I remember it ends in a... Bo- the amusement park stuff kind of lost... I lost interest. Oh, I don't even remember end. any of that's that. the end of the movie. I don't know there's any amusement park. I remember... Yeah, there's the rules, and they do the titles that mm-hmm. keep coming about, and they were kind of cool graphics. And I remember the Bill Murray scene. That's like all I remember all these years later. And right? Amber Heard. I don't remember her. She starts the movie. Doing what? She like his hot, Jesse Eisenberg's hot uh, neighbor, apartment neighbor. And then she ends up turning and he's like, right when he's, I think. Thinks he's going to go with her. Uh Which actually helps this movie because it's like, oh, he already has that in him to want to be with that type of chick, you know? Mm. And so then you have, we'll get to, in this movie, a character similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. While we're surveying the landscape, we haven't started yet. Well, uh, let's. Should we start? Yeah, you, let's start. This is where it is. This is where we see what has happened in the years since. What has developed? What has changed? What made this movie even come into existence? Yeah. We are surveying the landscape. There's a gap in the road up ahead. It's big. You're kidding. Was it true that the first movie was intended to be a TV show originally? It was, yes. They were writing it. I feel the the two writers were writing it constantly, like different ideas that would come to them, like weekly. They had like a document that they were uh, that they would they would use and just add more and more rules and more ideas huh. for a TV show, thinking it would be episodic. It actually is a TV show on Amazon. It was a pilot. It didn't get picked up. It didn't get picked I, up. I couldn't believe it didn't get picked up. I thought that was like a no no brainer. Can't miss. Yeah. No brainer, no pun intended for zombies that have no brains. I think what people didn't like is they, it sounded like they recast all of the main characters for the TV show. And, and that's that not work. what you shouldn't, that's sh- yeah. no, you need just new cast. Oh, just, just don't even do those. They people, say they had somebody in different. the Woody Harrelson role yes, and somebody in yes. the Jesse Eisenberg role. Like just different people in a zombie situation. Yeah, why would you not do that? Of course, that's, that's another no brainer. Yeah, that's a huge mistake. Even though, like I said, don't like Jesse Eisenberg and... Emma Stone, but I guess... But they work in this movie. Yeah. It's probably the movie I like them in most, of anything, to be honest. You like, what, Adventureland? Something like that one? 
Oh, I did kind of like that. But I like that much more for Kristen Stewart. And there's Ryan Reynolds again playing a movie star uh, in a small role. Getting to use his movie star prowess early on before anyone else was recognizing it. No, but Eisenberg, yeah, he's he's fine in it. I mean, again, he's just playing that same kind of doofy loafer, you know, loafing around. And then this one, people, this is an interesting one because it's kind of like a cult fan. It's very well received, the first movie. Yeah. Surprisingly, so when you, it's like it's... It's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fun. It's frivolous. Yeah. Very, very frivolous. Yeah. It doesn't stick to the ribs. It doesn't like last with you very long. No. I don't um, think it feel like it's not even. That's why for I that. feel like that Bill Ca- Bill Murray cameo was that so important. That makes rib, it yes. like stand uh, head and shoulders above. Just you know. That's a great cinema moment. Yeah. So clever. We he, should say. I mean, we could explain it. He, they stumble upon zombie Bill Murray. And then it turns out he's not a zombie. He's acting like one because he feels like that'll keep him alive because the zombies won't eat him if they think he's one, right? Mm-hmm. It's just fun. That's not all. No. Oh. Oh, I forget. Wait, is there more? How much more is there? I mean, he gets killed by them, right? Jesse Eisenberg doesn't realize it, and they're they're doing like he's gonna prank Jesse Eisenberg. Woody Harrelson says, "Oh yeah, Bill Murray, do it. Go in there and and, and scare him." And Jesse oh. Eisenberg freaks out and quickly shoots him. Like, oh no, I forgot all about that. And he's like excited, and they're like, You idiot, you killed Bill Murray. And it's like, He was a zombie. It's like, No, he's real. He was just messing around. He's like, Oh, it's even funny hearing about it again. Yeah, that's great. Even that, I forgot. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen the picture. Ah, that's so funny. Yeah, and that comes back up in this. Yeah, we'll get to that in the plot. But I have a big surveying the landscape pattern that that emerged that I noticed that's. Very important for our spiritual sequel podcast with our focus on sequels. I need to, I have a nomination to make. It's a, an award show we didn't know we were having and a category we didn't know we had. I want to nominate Rosario Dawson for sequel. What is this like the award the Oscars with Moonlight? Or they're like, wait, it's it's this one. No, it's that one. Wait, wait, what was the award? What was the... I thought I had another word for it. I was about to say sequel stunner, but I don't know if that's the word I had. What do you what do you want the award to convey? What do you want? Okay. okay. Remember how The Rock was sequel Viagra? Okay. And he kept appearing in, in sequels to movies he wasn't in the original of? Okay. I wanna I noticed a pattern that emerged that I want to run by you because uh-huh. Rosario Dawson's in this zombie land double tap. But she's not in the first one, right? Zombieland 2. She's also in Clerks 2. She's not in the first one. Okay. She's also in Men in Black 2. She's not in the first one. She's also now going to be in Jay and Silent Bob the Reboot. She's not in the first one, right? She's in Lego Batman, which I think is a spinoff to the Lego movie. She's not in the first. She doesn't do a voice in the first one. That's a lot. I don't count Lego, but yeah. Don't count Lego. But still, four, Zombieland, Clerks 2, Men in Black 2, and Jay and Silent by the Roof. I mean, that's... that's she's, she's just in a lot of sequels that she's not in the original. The original is a real oh, okay. trend. I and thought then you I were also saying noticed, that she was like female Viagra for no, no, sequels. No, no, I, I was like, those that. are all bad movies. No, I wouldn't story. go that far. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know that she was elevating any of those movies. But as much as I like her, this the reality of the situation may be i just that's a real uh pattern that emerged right yeah and then i also noticed it's true just if we're talking you know the name of this podcast is spiritual sequel she's also in seven pounds which is 
Will Smith and the director of Pursuit of Happiness trying to do another Pursuit of Happiness. It's definitely a spiritual sequel to that. Then she's in Eagle Eye, the Shia LaBeouf, and DJ Caruso, the director of Suburbia, Dist- trying... Dis- Disturbia? Oh, Disturbia, yes. Sorry. <laughs> They're trying to drum up that magic again, right? They're paired back up. She's in Eagle Eye. She's also in Unstoppable. Denzel Washington and Tony Scott doing another train movie. They're back at it. They're back on the tracks. Maybe a spiritual sequel. And she's also in a video game called Dishonored 2, which I don't know what that is, but it's a sequel. And Sin City 2, but she's in Sin City 1 also. That's true. Anyway, I, that's, that's a lot of sequels for it one is. person. It is. I agree. That is a lot. So I'm nominating I, her. It's funny to be like, you're being nominated, not for an, uh, your achievement and being in a lot of sequels. You're in a lot of them. It has nothing to do with your quality. Yeah. Yours or theirs. Yes. Doesn't say anything about anything, but <laughs> you were. Anyway, I noticed that. I thought it was important to, to mention. That's good. You surveyed the sequel yeah. landscape for Rosaria Dawson. <laughs> what did you think of her in this picture? She's good. She's fun. Yeah. She didn't have a lot to do. No, I mean, she's, yeah, she's just playing herself. Yeah. I enjoyed it, though. It was nice. It was funny to see her and Woody Harrelson together. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And Especially I like them kissing. Yeah. Because uh, she could, it looks like she could like swallow his face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so him like trying to kiss with his little. Like, <laughs> they were really kissing though. Yeah. A lot of tongue, a lot of lips. Yeah. 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 He was really. The real kid. A, lot of, a couple of real kisses. I wanted to see the love scene when they, she woke up the next morning. I was yeah. like, I would have watched that. Yeah. A zombie attacks go while they're going at it. Yeah, this is. Is it rated R? It must be right because there's got to be so much blood and gore. Yeah, let's have a, let's have some crazy. Yeah, sex I want scene it. with the zombies involved. What if you're having sex and the person's turning into a zombie at the same time, and you're like, oh, she's really enjoying this. Mm. <laughs> this guy really loves what I'm doing here. Oh wait, no, he's. <laughs> Ooh, and that would be a good question. Turning. Would you want to finish? I'm so close, and uh, they start. Uh, and you're like, no, oh, I gotta finish. Well, these are ideas for Zombie Land Three. <laughs> uh, just to finish out surveying the landscape. Yeah, One yeah, thing yeah. I thought was so the the fans have been clamoring for for a while, and the writers had been working on it, right? And I don't know if they couldn't get they it. Love, they they want to do ten more or something. That's yeah. what Woody Harrelson was saying too. They love doing it. The whole cast likes doing it. They Why did fun. it take so long? Because the people got too big and everybody was winning Oscars? Because when it starts, only Abigail Breslin had the Oscar nomination. And oh. in between the first and this, everyone else in the cast, Eisenberg, Stone, and Harrison, all either win or are nominated for an Oscar. What was Harrison in that time? Rampart? Uh, well, wait. Harrison would have had one for Larry Flint, right? That's way before then. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe it's not in between. He's done some fine work, though. There might be one we're forgetting recently. I wonder. Yeah, I just didn't think there was anything that was that. Yeah. He's good in Rampart, but I don't think that movie got much notice. I thought it did for his performance. Like, it was one of those ones for it the might, Oscars. It might be right, like, yeah. No one saw this movie. Yeah. But. The Oscars always have a movie like that. You're like, what? That was like The Wife last year with... with uh, Glenn what's Close. It? Glenn Close. You're like, what movie is this? <laughs> yeah, it took a long time to make. I. It's so funny in the preview... Zombieland 2, where it, you remember it, the the director of Venom. and Yes, I know. You're like, what? That's his calling card? And the writers of Deadpool? It's like, from the people that brought you Zombieland. The Zombie first Land. movie that everybody... Yeah, I know. You didn't assemble a new team. 
That was so strange. Also, Venom being the calling card. Did uh, you he, see Ruben Fleischer was upset that it was... I, I couldn't believe it. Received the way it was. It's like, yeah, this movie's terrible. What are you this talking about? It's a garbage about? movie. It's not a good... The best part of the movie is like... Tom Hardy's performance is the only Michelle thing... Michelle Williams being Venom for half a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite part. You're right. Right. He. It's not well made. He's like, oh, if it's not Marvel, they just shit on you. First of all, it is a Marvel movie. <laughs> Venom is a Marvel character. I think if he, I guess he means if he doesn't have the Disney brand behind him. Feige in the Marvel Studios, yeah. That was his first movie, Zombieland. Because then he ended up doing, after that, that 30 minutes or less. And Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad. I think Gangster Squad and then 30 minutes, yeah. Yeah. He was in the running for, what was it? It was another one that I thought wouldn't have been a bad choice for. Might have been Ant-Man or something. Maybe he was in the Marvel like vacuum and didn't have it. What do you think of him as a director? I don't like him. You know what's really funny about the Venom thing? Because that when that was announced, maybe this is what I'm thinking of actually. When he was announced for Venom, I think I was higher on the choice than you. Mm-hmm. I thought you thought the movies aren't very good. Why would I like that choice? And I thought, yeah, but he, like Zombieland has a very interesting visual he does some interesting things visually mm-hmm. and gangster squad. The big problem with it was it doesn't look real and it looks mm-hmm. cartoony and kind of comic booky. So it's like, well, if you can bring that to a comic book movie, great. But then somehow venom doesn't look like that. Wow. All terrible. that visual, everything. It's like an Ang Lee movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that all got lost somehow. I don't know why. Yeah. Like if you shoot, if he did gangster squad, but that was the venom movie, it makes so much more sense. And if you shoot Gangster Squad like Venom, that movie makes more sense, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he definitely did some interesting things in this one. We'll let's get to him. Yeah. Let's drill the asteroid. We're breaking down the plot of Zombieland Two. Double tap. Hitting a rock from the outside will do the job. So we nuke this thing from the inside. How? We drill. I should say, can you pull it up real quick? He's involved with a sitcom I really like. I want to say Superstore. Can you double check that for me real quick? As a producer or director? Just a producer. I mean, he might have directed an episode or two, but he's one of the producers. Superstore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that show. Wonderful program. What do you got? Anything interesting there? So, the plot. Opens. We're in the White House. No. We're not in the White House. They don't get there immediately? Well, they storm the front lawn. Front lawn, okay. And you're seeing the credits. And the credits is cool where it's like... They're killing the zombies, and the zombies are, like, crashing into the credits and knocking them over, and they're flying all over the place. Right. It's as if the letters are actually in the diegetic world with them, and so when they knock into them, they fly around and move and fall. Yeah, that's a cool slow-motion opening, glorified opening credit sequence. Like, that's stuff I like that he does, that Fleischer does. And then... I loved the the idea of putting them in the White House is a lot of fun. And also that the White House is, like... Yeah, abandoned has, like... The, the grass in the front has grown mm-hmm. so high that you don't recognize it as the White House until they're inside. Yeah. I love them. They're in the Oval Office. And then yes. anytime somebody, something spooks them, they come out and they've got an old, oh, this is Teddy Roosevelt's old musket or mm-hmm. this is a samurai sword that, you know, Prime Minister of Japan gave to, uh, you know, Clinton <laughs> Jackson or, like or something, you know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, I love that. My fa- I think it was one of my favorite parts in the movie is that Woody Harrelson's first presidential pardon is to wesley snipes yeah because it would have been right i guess this is this movie supposed to be taking place in 09 oh yeah some people were like that's a presidential pardon for 
for him going to jail in, I think, 2011 or something. Well, it has to be earlier because, well, it's also a world where the zombie apocalypse happened whenever that first movie is. So whatever so happens thereafter yeah. wouldn't have happened because the zombies took over. So there's no, right, there's no Trump. And then there's a big joke in this movie about Uber. That's a great joke. Because Uber doesn't exist. It would never have been invented Created, and, yeah. and, and happened. So this girl is like pitching the concept of it. And it just sounds so stupid. <laughs> None of them believe. They're like, no, that's the dumbest thing ever. What if you just got into cars with strangers and they had gum and candy and stuff? And they're, they're like, like, no. Your parents taught you to get it if somebody had gum and candy to get in their car with a stranger? <laughs> She's like, well, they wouldn't hurt you if you could like, ra- what if you raided them? Well, yeah, that's like scary. if they kidnapped you, that's like zero. You give them a bad rating. Zero. And then if like... <laughs> If they were really good, they'd get five or four. <laughs> See, like jokes like that are very clever and inventive, and I like. It's, it's true. It makes you go, oh, yeah, our world is weird. It's also cool because it reminds you in that world, oh, right, yes. they're not where we are because their whole the growth of their civilization got stunted by zombie apocalypse. And they're very untrustworthy, or we're more trustworthy because we have true, true. this connection oh, that's a good point. of all these, like, oh, it's been raided by 100 million people. So Right. Very and the person's true. so afraid to get... Right, know, they're very they apprehensive yeah. by nature. Mm-hmm. So then they're at the White House, presidential pardon from Woody Har- President Woody Harrelson to Wesley Snipes, who in 2011, I think went to... Was it 2011? One of those years. Went to jail for tax evasion. So I liked that he was yeah a spiritual sequel. Uh-huh. Uh, breadwinners of Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes from uh, Money Train and White Men Can't Jump. I wonder if they still talk ever. They're still friends. I hope so. I wanted. To, I thought Wesley was going to show up. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Like vampires come into the world, and the next one, vampire land. He would fit in that. You could put him in, plug him in there. Yeah, I think so. So they, you have them all messing around in the in the White House, but then I guess they set up pretty blatant that Woody Harrelson is like overprotective, overbearing father figure to Abigail Breslin, and consequently. Uh, or alternately, Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone. I didn't even realize, I forgot that they were romantic. That's like a part of the first movie. He's trying yeah. to woo her. Ah. But they're like con They're like con artists, the two sisters. Oh. So in this one, they begin, and they're, they're a couple. And, they're, and then he proposes that that's too much for her, and he pushes her away. And so Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin, the two sisters, go on the run. This is one of the bigger flaws. Not that that development that they leave... I just don't feel maybe there were the chemistry was in the first one. I can't remember, but I don't feel it in this movie at all. Who chemistry between Eisenberg and Stone? Like it seems like no. Oh, they should never get back together. And I wasn't in the rooting movie, for it. No, yeah, the movie at the end is like, oh yeah, they're getting back together. It's like I realized I loved you, and you're like, no. Yeah, when <laughs> None she of said this that, I was movie like, has. Yeah, I'm not on. I'm not rooting for this now. No, I was happier that you guys split, and I thought you guys. You they also seemed so emotionally well adjusted to the split. Mm-hmm. Right, true. She's cracking jokes, and she seems to think it's funny. She's like mocking him after the fact. You it's know? funny because the, so the movie sets up two other characters. One played by Zoe Deutsch steals the show. Really steals the show. The, there's two new characters who are both dummies, but very different dummies. One is like a uh, how would you describe Zoe Deutsch's character? Very '09. The way she's dressing, she has like a whole tracksuit. Oh on. yeah, Von Dutch shirt. Yes. She's like typical like valley girl 
I mean, it plays. She plays right back into that kind of dumb blonde stereotype, but she's doing it so well. It's not. It's also this is Zombieland's a very stereotypical world. Like he's the dorky white dude. Uh Yeah. Woody Harrelson is like the, the southern, redneck. Yeah. yeah, it's very right. He doesn't add anything you haven't seen to that redneck. He's very face. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But yeah, so she's the dumb blonde, and there's another dummy, Berkeley, who's like a yogi, pacifist, peaceful. But he's yeah, clearly not the brightest guy either. Yeah, I didn't like. I feel like the the messaging of the movie, not that we to get messages from Zombieland. It was like. You can only date people who are on the same smartness level as you. Why, but Abigail Resin's not dumb, is she? She doesn't date the dummy. The dummies end up together. Oh, yeah. They do get paired off in the end. And it seems like, oh, she's... And they constantly are like, she's too dumb for you, Jesse Eisenberg. She's too dumb for you. She's too dumb for you. She's too dumb. It's like, why can't... See, I thought the theme of the movie was... Because I didn't think Berkeley and Zoe Deutsch liked each other at the end she says very openly i haven't been with a man i've been locked in a yes, freezer yes. in the mall trying to uh, you know uh-huh. keep away from zombies i haven't seen a guy in forever i just want to have sex yeah and i felt that way even with woody harrelson and rosario dawson it was kind uh-huh. of just like there's no people around like i'll yeah. just sleep with you because you're a viable option i felt like with berkeley and the dumb girl was like well let's just have sex we we pair off naturally yeah. it seems to work where you're a viable enough option that let's do it right like Zoe Deutsch is not into Jesse Eisenberg so much as just you'll do. You're a roughly my age. I don't know part. if I agree with that one. I mean, she does seem to like him a little bit. Yeah, she's constantly giving like compliment. He saves yeah. her. He doesn't have to save her. And she's always, oh my god, you're so smart. And she's so into his, all his rules. She learns all seventy three of them. Yeah, right? like, wow, she really gets. Yeah, she thinks she is impressed by him. Yeah, maybe you're right. I just don't think people that are on the same. Like I don't think of intelligence as just you're either smart or dumb. Like it's not that black and white and that she probably has smartness in other avenues that he's not Mm. in touch with, especially like he seems like kind of like awkward and she's not that way at all. She's very open, which I think of as there's a smart quality to that. Yeah. To being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. She definitely is that. She knows what, who she is. Well, I don't know if she knows how dumb she is, but she's not embarrassed or ashamed. Right. Yeah. I mean, she carries herself. Uh, yeah, I just thought it would be interesting to that. I don't like them in the movies where it's like, well, you look like that person, so you have to be together. Oh, you're you have the same. But she's not a natural pair with her character. Would end up with Ashton Kutcher on that '70s show, that type of guy, right? That the yogi with the long hair playing the guitar is not the natural fit for her. I think it's just like, oh, they're both dumb and, and good looking. That's what I thought as. Yeah, but just think it's interesting if they're. If, Eisenberg ends up with somebody who's not like him. Very different. What were we talking about, Eisenberg or Zoe Deutsch? And the, oh, well, if you, he ended up with her, yeah. I thought they had more chemistry together then. Yeah, I like them better too. I, and he seemed like he wouldn't be able to turn her down. Like if she kept pursuing yeah, him, yeah. he wouldn't have the heart to be like, I can't do it, I'm with this other, you know. I would have rather the movie ended that way. I kind of thought they were going to do that too. It really didn't seem like they were building to... I'm, the movie doesn't feel like it's building to anything yeah. as an issue, but like in- introduces these super zombies, but then they kind of seem very similar to the other. It's like, oh, they take two, three more shots than the other yeah, ones. They move a little bit faster and yeah, are a little bit harder to kill. But actually, they're easier to kill because you can just funnel them away and they'll yeah. they'll jump off of high skyscrapers into de- into their own deaths. 
They won't jump over the, the thing, the barriers you've created and eat you and eat your arms. <laughs> it was funny when some of them have chain link fence and you yes. see right through it. Oh, speaking of the emotional connection between an Emma Stone, the supposed emotional connection between Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg. And this takes us right back into the plot. She, so her and the sister go on the run. She comes back in the middle of the night. She says just to get more guns and ammo. And then later in the movie, she reveals uh, she missed him and she wanted to see him. She wasn't, she, that was just an excuse to go back. It wasn't really just for the guns. Right. But I didn't believe that at all. No. It was so unbelievable. And I liked it more that she just goes back to get the gun and still is, she's, she's a tough cookie. And she's, I don't, you know, need you. And she didn't seem to. She didn't. She seemed so well adjusted. I, it just, yeah. And they didn't seem happy together. No. It was like one of those things where it was like, hey, our marriage is falling apart, so we got a divorce. But we're getting back together because of the end of the movie. And you're like, no, what are you doing? Right, she doesn't. Because also, I'll point out, um, I mentioned the cameo in this that's supposed to kind of rival the Bill Murray one. It's Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley show up, and they're playing basically the avatars of Woody Harrelson and Eisenberg, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. They're like literally their doppelgangers. And when she sees Thomas Middleditch, she seems she's like, "Oh God, now there's two of them." Like, yes. This is so annoying, right? Yes. It's not. If you were in love with somebody, be like, "Oh, even better. Let's have a three-way, a little <laughs> love triangle." That would be better for this movie. They yeah. should just go out all out there as possible. Just keep going. This is all we want is just more sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? I feel like people would. Yeah. If there was a zombie apocalypse, I think there would be more. Yeah. More sex scenes. But uh, yeah, she's so bothered, incensed. You can see it under her skin with Middleditch, right? That she's like, oh god. I and everything he says that Eisenberg. Now they they're doubling down on their kind of. The way they speak and the way they act, and she's she's so bothered by it. And it's like, then you don't love this guy. I did like. Uh, we'll talk about that. You know, that cameo was a lot of fun. Luke Wilson reminded us that he was Texan again. True. I was telling you after. I always. He seems so metropolitan compared to his brother Owen, who's always got that southern drawl. Whereas Luke, you forget oftentimes that he's also from Texas, and this is the first time he's got the cowboy hat on, and he comes in after killing a bunch of zombies. And he had that Owen Wilson kind of draw. He had that real Texan, you know, because he was trying to be the Woody Harrelson, you know. Which is a funny comparison. pick. I would never have guessed that they would be like, who's our Woody Harrelson? Luke Wilson. Luke never, Wilson. right? He's great. Yeah. I actually think for a, uh, I think a spinoff would be fun with, with Luke Wilson and. In Middleditch? Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Like obviously before they, they end up getting killed in this movie. That's yeah, and they're driving that huge big wheeler. Yeah, and I think that that could be monster fun for truck. more. They kind of use it at the end of this movie, but the monster truck. Yeah, I think they could use it. Yeah, just dro- like riding down like a regular road would look pretty funny. I couldn't believe when they got back in the minivan, they didn't take it. I was like, ah, because he can't drive it. Yeah, like, Woody Harrelson couldn't figure out how to drive it, so they take the minivan instead. I, I wanted to see that. I thought it would look hysterical just driving around in that cruising in that thing. It was disappointing. It was a letdown. Yeah. Back to the plot. We'll get through it pretty quick because it's not it's a, the movie's not interesting. And this Berkeley character go to Graceland. Be- we don't even see them do that. They end up going to this. She wants to go to Graceland. Yeah, they go there and actually Elvis's house. They stop there and then end up leaving. Going. We don't see that though, do we? We see their the beast, the the Woody Harrelson's favorite car is left there. But that's what I mean. We find that we're following. We yes. 
We don't see her go to Graceland. Which is good, because it's as, yeah. little, as little as possible. But the hippy-dippy guy convinces her to come to this like hippie commune that he knows of, where it's all peaceful, and they're, they're stowed away behind a wall, and they're safe from the zombies, and people are living, and it's all peace and love, and there's no weapons. Yeah, they melt down the weapons into peace. To get in. Peace medallions. So he convinces her to go there, but then Woody Harrelson and the gang all go looking for her, and they think she's going to Graceland, and Woody Harrelson loves Elvis, so he's excited to go, and they get there, and it's all rubble, and it's destroyed. There's no house left, and they're not there. The Beast isn't there. The Beast is at that hotel. Rosario Dawson's. Where is that? What is that in relation to Graceland? Just a hotel nearby? She must have rescued all this, the memorabilia, Rosario okay. Dawson, from the house that fell apart because they go into this hotel and it's filled with all of... It basically looks like Graceland, which they comment on. And she's recreated like the room where he recorded his last two albums, the Aloha Room, I think it's called. She seems to be having a lot of fun with just all the men who want to go there yeah, before they die from zombies and then want to have sex with Rosario Dawson. Yeah. She seems to be... Because she's had a relationship with Luke Wilson... So when he shows up, it, there's like a little tussle. Woody Harrelson and Luke Wilson have to, they talk about, I don't know, that, that wasn't funny at all, that part. but Parking in her driveway, yeah. That seemed like a joke I would have made when I was in high school. Mm. Remember, I, I had to do like a Romeo and Juliet letter, and that was the type of... Yeah, and it's fun in, high, in, in that time period, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure there's some viewers of this Zombieland too that are being high school kids. Find that amusing. I don't know if it's 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 more in letter form. I think it's funnier. I don't know if it's cinematically. Yeah. I don't know, but they end up there. Zombies attack. There's a cool action scene when, in that when they're going through the rooms of this hotel, like yeah, running yeah, around yeah. in circles. It's like all. It's not one shot, but they're. It almost. It, it was funny because like, it almost felt like it, and then sometimes I was like, "Well, maybe not." I couldn't even. I lost track, a lot of but mo- it worked. Movement yeah. and you're switching characters. And they're getting chased, and one's hitting the other. One character's hitting a zombie, and then the other character's getting hit. And there was sometimes there was Zaria Dawson where, she, like, somebody, Woody Harrelson would be getting strangled by Luke Wilson on the floor, and she would just start shooting down at him. And I'm like, wait, is she shooting? Woody? <laughs> Looks like she's shooting Woody Harrelson. And then nobody would seem to get shot. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's funny in these movies. It's so easy to kill the zombies in this that that makes it feel like okay, they're just not part of the movie like eh, every once in a while they'll attack but yeah it's not like a pressing need usually in zombie movies it's the opposite i think that is they're that purposely right? going i feel like i don't like zombie movies because they're they seem like they wouldn't be hard to get away from no but or i think to kill except for like world war z or maybe 28 days later well, those where they're, they're running really yeah. fast and they're no but i mean like usually the entire movie is about how to escape the zombies what should we do we uh-huh. have food it's like Zombies are a threat. In this movie, they're very like, oh, yeah, we can kill zombies, but we're really good at it, and we have all these rules. Boop, dead. Okay. Well, it always seems like, too, if they just stay where they are, they'd be fine. Yes. It it seems like the zombies aren't, there aren't that many left. Like, you're in the White House. They were fine and having a good time. It's not until they leave that any, you know. What? Really quick, just now that we're talking about zombie movies, what do you consider I Am Legend? Is the book is vampires. The movie's not really vampires. Is that a zombie movie? Or something t- different? <laughs> I don't they're not even really vampires even in the book. Yeah, there's something else. It's a cool short story. It's so different than the movie. It's a book. It's a long. 
It's like a novella. It's only a, it's, there's three stories in that book though. It's not a full novel. I remember reading it. It was a good amount of pages, but it's I like a hundred. It's, I don't think it's a full book. It's still, a sh- I think it's a long short story. It's an interesting book. They could actually remake that indifferently. Yeah. They were supposed to make that for so long and so many different, you know, it was Ridley Scott and Arnold Schwarzenegger and because he thinks what he's doing is good. He's going around to homes and killing all of the, these vampires. And then he finds out that they're, they're actually like the next evolved species of human. And he's the bad guy. He's the villain for them. He, he, they hang him up and he's like, they're the main killer, the worst thing ever, you know? So, and I remember there was a cool sexual thing, which actually ties in with zombie land. Where when he sees the woman, he hasn't seen a woman in so long. Mm-hmm. He's like so hypersexualized, right? She it turns out to be, and I'm pretty sure she's one of the I vampires so, yeah. and doesn't realize it that they're able to hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not reveal themselves. But he realizes he's been killing so many that it's but he's a lot of blood on his hands. So. Yeah. All right, back into zombie land. Zombie land. So after Graceland, they leave Rosario Dawson at the hotel. And Luke they, Wilson and they get turned into vampires. Silicon Valley get get killed and zombies. attack them, and then they have that whole action scene we were just describing. Oh, we actually skipped over where they meet Zoe Deutsch, right in the Pinkberry. Oh, in, in the, the mall. mall. Well, that's oh right. So uh, Jesse Eisenberg now his girlfriend, fiance, sort of, just up and leaves, and Woody Harrelson's surrogate daughter leaves, and they're just kind of coping, and they're like riding these segways around through the mall. And they happen to run into this girl who's been living in the freezer of the Pinkberry Pinkberry at the mall. Mm-hmm. And then they take her back to the White House. Jesse Eisenberg sleeps with her. She jumps his bones, so to speak. And uh, yeah, then they hit the road. Oh, no, because then Emma Stone comes back, like I had mentioned. When she they hit the road eventually, which uh, it seems like she's having a zombie attack, but it turns out it's an allergic reaction. And it looks like a, a zombie, like she's becoming a zombie. And then she ends up coming back later in the movie. We think she's been killed off. And then they keep going, right. I guess it's just the end then. They just drive to that. Basically, after they leave Rosario Dawson, they go to the commune. Um, they melt their guns. And then they realize that there's so many of this next breed of zombies coming. Woody Harrelson leaves them all. And while he's driving away, driving away, they he notices they're all coming towards the commune. All of them super zombies so then he heads back and they create a plan to like kill them all and they actually the plan fails until rosario dawson this is the part which is bad writing where she just shows up she has no reason to show up there's no phones there's no nothing she just shows up in a monster truck and right in the nick all. of time in the monster truck that yeah. we said they conveniently left behind very convenient yeah but we don't give it as much flack because it's like, eh, the movie isn't taking itself. Right. Who cares? I didn't mind that. I mean, it was fine. I didn't. The ending was so like, eh, whatever. They yeah. kill them all. They die. I wasn't like, like, oh no, they're all going to die. What's going to happen? I was just like, oh, yeah. oh. I oh. so prefer watching them shoot zombies when they melt the guns and then they have to yeah. have the whole climax is without weapons. I'm like, oh, but I much prefer them <laughs> with weapons. <laughs> I did like Woody Harrelson hanging from that. Yeah. He ends up jumping off of a, the top of this building onto a Well, hook. a commune is on the top of a skyscraper. They've yeah. taken over the roof. And he's onto like a, one of those construction hooks yeah. and hangs on that while the zombies jump off and fall to their deaths. 
just seeing his faces he was making while he's hanging was pretty funny but yeah there's no the conflict there is like oh yeah they're all gonna die it's over yeah because i you normally in your climax of an action movie you arm the hero more to the hilt right you don't take away their weapons you give them more weapons. i mean you think of commando he's loaded up for the big gun the fight at the end or like even the rundown right with the whole movie the rock's like i don't use guns and then the end he's like all right i gotta use guns they for the climax either. they do the they do either one or like oh no how are they gonna do it without you know they've done it this whole time this way now yeah. we'll see them if they can do it without their main or like blood sport when they throw the stuff in van damme's eyes and it's like you had your eyesight before now how do you fight with that <laughs> and van damme's like i don't need my eyes to do splits in the air <laughs> just gonna jump up and do splits and hope that your face is in front of me (laughs) your face it seems like that wouldn't have worked but that technique of throwing poison in your guy and dirt in his eyes it's not dirt isn't it like a poison i think it's just throw like sand in his eyes you think it's poison i thought because it was like white i thought it was like some kind of powder that makes you like like a pepper spray in a powder form kind of thing. Oh, maybe. Yeah, right, I thought maybe pepper. they would like they'd be like, let's see his eyes, because there's a lot of money on these fights, and they'd be like, wait a second, you cheated, buddy. I mean, if you throw anything in somebody's eyes, any kind of powder in your eye would would be... like even though the fights are supposed to be like underground, whatever. I still feel like they, it's not like commissioned by the Nevada, no board. I, I still feel like they'd be like, wait a second, buddy, you're we're gonna kill yeah. you for for cheating, right? Even with no rules, it's like you can't throw somebody in somebody's eyes. That's not a f- much of a fight. It's not a sport. <laughs> so that's the, the asteroid we drilled in. Drilled real deep. Not yeah. very deep in this one. This one is kind of just like, oh, look, there's a, well, you're in the spaceship. You're, you're, you're flying around the asteroid. You're just looking. You're pointing out the window. Ha ha. You're laughing. You never actually set foot on the asteroid, nor do you drill in. Well, I told you it's not. This movie's not about the plot. It's about the relationships. But ironically, like we're saying, actually, yeah. it doesn't even really get into the, the the relationships aren't even that believable between like the connection Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg have, or even Woody Harrelson and Abigail Breslin don't have nothing. They're not even. I'm not most rooting one way or the other. Yeah. I'm not hoping she'll be his surrogate daughter again, or that he'll let her go off and become her own woman. The, the I things I am hoping for don't happen and the movie seems to not realize that anybody was hoping for or at least yeah we were but should we do casting casting call this is an interesting one because like i said i don't love the two leads but i do like them in this i think emma stone is good in this and i like the faces she's making and what she's doing i mean for her biggest strength is how big her eyes are yeah big eyes blue green eyes that that just helps you just having blue eyes and green really helps, makes it look like you can really see into the person's soul, you know? It Is really her voice like more or less husky than... Very husky. The, no, in the first movie. Always been. She's always had husky. I remember it was so husky back then. Is it less husky now? Like Scarlett Johansson's, I feel like. You ever see her old movies? Her voice is so raspy. I feel like it's become less so now. I feel like that's happening with Emma Stone, too. I don't know. We'd have to look. She looks so different from that first movie really i thought so oh she looks like a little girl well yeah she would have been much younger matt in this one you're like oh is she like really tall like how she did look tall in this right like 510 i was like holy moly is she tall i don't i guess i didn't think of her that way because she seems so frail but yeah but she might be right i always think of her as being diminutive but she might be taller so yeah who would you recast 
if you're not going to recast them and not i guess abigail breslin you recast because she still looks like a kid who no I mean, how do you know you can't recast in the sequel right i hate when they do that you'd have to recast the original wouldn't you or or you could talk about recasting a rosario dawson or what are you thinking of examples of ones you hate when they recast Oh, like the Dark Knight, or I don't even love the Don Cheadle in the Iron Man's. You know, true. It just feels like now I have zero connection to this person any longer, and then we're starting all over. You know, even if the casting's not great the first time, I don't know. It just cuts the continuity in such an awkward way. Just cut that. The character, only time right? is Angel has fallen, but that's because the other movies are terrible. But but also that movie divorces itself from the first two, sure. right? Oh, and right. and we're not even a hundred percent sure is Piper Parabo playing the Radha Mitchell the same wife or did he get remarried? I don't even know. True. Good right? Point. Yeah. You good could point. convince me he left Radha Mitchell. You know, you could have even told me in London has fallen, she got killed, and he <laughs> meets Piper Parabo. Right? Nobody made it that far, and London has fallen to know how that movie ends. The editor didn't even make. It. What if the end of the movie is just unedited? <laughs> I can't even... Ooh, could you imagine being the editor of that? You have to watch that over and over as you're cutting it? Ugh, it'd be awful. I hope you got paid a lot of money. The cast. <laughs> Who would you change then? I didn't like Berkeley, frankly. Oh. I think he was... Uh, I think he was with Zoe Deutsch. What do you mean? Like in real life. I think they were together. They were together. Did she pull him into it or they met on this? don't think that they met on it no i think they did something earlier do you think she said we're a package deal maybe huh i don't think they're together i think he's with uh another uh, favorite of the pod so we like zoe deutsch in a lot we're big big uh, fans now oh At least yeah just based off this i haven't seen her in anything else but i, I didn't i knew their name because she's the from, daughter like, of hollywood leah, royalty you know? she's the daughter of leah thompson and the film director howard deutsch i liked her i started watching set it up yeah the lucy Liu tay diggs one with her and uh, Glenn Powell, a little romantic comedy. I only watched 10 minutes of it, but I I liked her just by association because I, I like romantic comedies and I like I wish they would exist again. So I was happy that that was kind of like bringing them back into flavor, that movie set it up. And she was in it, so I was like, all right, you're cool with me. She's setting up Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs? Well, the whole plot of the movie is her and Glenn Powell are trying to set up their two bosses who are mean to them like if we set them up together and they fall in love, maybe they'll be nicer to us. And then in the process, they her, fall. she falls for Glenn Powell. I haven't seen the movie. I'm assuming. <laughs> it almost would be more fun if they fall in love with their bosses, the opposite trying to no. Oh. So Glenn I like Powell. that. So that it's a, do they don't even bring up the interracial part, do they? Which I think it would be great. Well, the romance isn't technically interracial. It's just two white people. Oh, so Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu never have a... No, remember, they're trying to set them up, but in the end, fail. Glenn Powell and Zoe Deutsch, just, the whole point is they fall in love with each other. I don't know. I, wow, that's like I a... haven't seen the picture, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. But anyway, so you like her in that. Yeah. She's great in this. So uh, her ex, I guess, his new girlfriend is Cleopatra Coleman, who is a favorite since... From no way. The Shadow of the Moon, which we liked from Netflix. No way. Yeah. Has he done any other stuff, this Berkeley character? Who is he? I don't know. He's with Cleopatra Coleman. She's very cool. Yeah, in The Shadow Moon, the uh, good new movie on Netflix. Wow. 
Yeah, definitely a casting coup for them with with Zoe Deutsch. And and Luke Wilson right, and Middle Dish, like we said. His name. his name's Avon Jogia. Anything else on there that you like he... on his filmography? Oh, he was in Shaft. Oh, Lord. But not Shaft, the old, the old one, or Shaft 2000, 2001. He's yeah. in Shaft 2019. Oh, my God. And... Was Cleopatra Coleman in that? Oh, maybe. My other girl's in that I like. What's her name? Storm? Baby Halle Berry? Alexandra Ship? Alexandra Ship, yes. So good in Tragedy Girls. Don't think she was in it. Cleopatra Coleman, you mean? Mm-hmm. Didn't you think Middleditch really was a good... Yes. I almost was like, if you're going to recast Eisenberg, I was like, I'll just get him. Go with Middleditch, right. Almost better. Yeah, yeah. He was the better version. Yeah. That's why I'd want to spin off with him and Luke Wilson and yeah. see what who else would they... Who would be their Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin? That's an idea. If we're doing development, hell, heaven, you know, sending it. Hmm. But I don't want to get there yet, though, because casting call... I don't have any ideas to recast for this movie because I thought most of the time everybody was good. Maybe Berkeley, like you're saying, could be recast. Did you hear that Bill Murray wasn't the original pick for the first movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of forget the story. I know I've heard it and how it ended up being him. Remind me. Or do you know? I don't know if I remember how he got it, but I know that who they wanted before. Do you know who they wanted No. Before? Patrick Swayze. But he was going through the cancer battle. Oh. I think he must have died shortly after, but they wanted him to do... I don't know what the connection exactly, but they wanted him to do like the ghost famous scene in Ghost when he's like on the uh-huh. pottery wheel. Yeah, they wanted to redo, make fun of that with the because he would have been a zombie. But oh, so they weren't going to do the, the same exactly joke is. as the Bill Murray one? No, Bill Murray wasn't actually the first pick. They had like all, all these other actors. No, just, I know. It was like they, Stallone and Van Damme and yeah. Joe Pesci was one of them. They had Dustin Hoffman and. It's a long it was, list. And it's funny people. that we said that like what makes that first movie so memorable is the Bill Murray thing. And I remember hearing that, that they tried to get a bunch of other things and it was through like a fluky happenstance that it ended up being Bill Murray and that scene that they kind of figured out once they had Bill Murray. Yeah, it was like The Rock is another person, McConaughey, Mark Hamill, Kevin Bacon. Oh. I don't know what they were doing with these. I'm surprised they didn't get more people do for this one. more yeah. cameos for the second one. Given I agree. I, I was like, why isn't Ryan Reynolds in this movie? Yeah. He's got to be in three. He's got to come in. He could even be Deadpool. I don't know. I don't know. I guess they can't work that out. But I'm so, Yeah, you're right. How did he not show up in this? After Hobbs and Shaw, where clearly it's just like if you call him and, hey, do you want to come play for a day? He wrote all his lines of, in Hobbs and Shaw. You don't even need to give him a, yeah. have a script. He's, but that should have been part of, because this is a Sony movie, right? Yes. That should have been part of the Spider-Man deal. Like, well, we get to use Deadpool in Zombieland 2 or 3. And so that Ryan Reynolds would show up in Deadpool's costume and be like, who's that? Who's this guy? And he cuts some, one of the zombies down and then pulls off the mask and he's not burnt. He's just regular Ryan Reynolds. He goes, oh my God. Is that, Van, is that Van Wilder? Is that Ryan Reynolds? So you'd have Ryan Reynolds playing. Because if you have Bill Murray, you have him like Deadpool. in Halloween costume yes. of Deadpool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like where you're going there. So that, that's the end. That's all I have for casting. I don't know how they got Bill Murray exactly for, I mean, it's so hard to get him at all. Yeah. But I think it, uh, they got you, him back in this, we should say too, because they have an end so credit the end credit scene. Yeah. That's part of the plot. I guess we don't, it's not part of this plot. It's a, yeah. a prequel actually before first. Zombie oh, right. Man. 
Bill Murray is doing a fake press conference or a fake uh, interview for the Garfield 3. That was not a real movie, but it's funny to, to We'll be him. covering that since we cover sequels. We'll be yeah, covering that fictional movie on a future pod. <laughs> the Garfield trilogy. He, there is a Garfield 2, right? Tale yes. of Two Cities? Two Kitties? Two Kitties. Oh. <laughs> yeah, close, close. Of course. Of course. Yes. He says that they ask him why he made Garfield 3 in the fake interview, and he says drugs cost money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Al Roker somehow jumps into the interview. I don't know why he's doing an interview for a movie. Yeah. Didn't make any sense, but then Al Roker turns into a zombie. He's actually the person who starts the zombie apocalypse. And then Bill Murray's Which isn't as funny as it seems. Fending them off. Very artfully, he's like almost a dance to the way he's smashing things on there. He's using a chair. He's very wrestle. A chair and then plates mania. he breaks yeah, and then a true. tray he's swinging and smash. You know, I so I thought. We, well, we can now transition into development heaven. Uh, I thought, why not do a whole movie of Bill Murray? Yeah, just do a zombie land Bill Murray. The whole thing is just hit from his point. He's the cat. He's so good at, at like being in a disconnected world, you know, and he has no connection with people and. Wait, Where this is I get... prequel? Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be, right? Because he dies in the first one. Exactly. Like, what does he do before? You could even have... It could be like Rogue One. It could The end of it could t- could him be opening the door for the main cast. Right, right, right. I mean, we'd obviously watch that. I would. We, there's no instance when I wouldn't spend an hour and a half with Bill Murray, right? Except for St. Vincent. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to... Operation Dumbo Drop or something. Wait, no, he's not in that one. He's in Larger Than Life, sorry, with Janine Garofalo, where he's he like inherits an elephant or something, and he's taking it cross-country. Dumbo Drop was the one with uh, Ray Liotta and Danny Glover and Dennis Leary, Disney movie where they drop an elephant out of a plane or something. Jesus. I'm just guessing. I don't know what that movie's about. <laughs> Gauging by the title, I don't know. <laughs> They'd have to drop the elephant somewhere. I still like Bill Murray on Garfield. How he didn't, he thought it was Joel, Joel Cohen. That's really funny, yeah. And then he was like, he said it was supposed to be two days of uh, doing the lions for yeah. the movie. And when he was in the uh, the booth recording, he was going way over because he was like, these all these lines suck. I have to rewrite them like in, he's like, I'm not going to say that. That doesn't make sense here. And he's like, wait a second. That doesn't make sense here. I'm going to have to watch this whole movie now because I don't <laughs> understand how all of this adds up at all. And then he watched it and was like, this is terrible. Who is like, what happened here? How did this? I love that. Then he works with the guy again for the sequel. Yeah. Drugs cost money. Drugs cost money. Yeah. I love that. He's, I thought it was Joel Cohen, like the Cohen brothers. And it's a different Joel Cohen spelled differently. Yeah. Cohen with an H in the middle. <laughs> so for the development heaven, for the pitch, I think to expand the universe, instead of just a sequel, you can do Zombieland three, I guess it doesn't, I don't know. Where you, you take these characters anywhere. They haven't gone much, any place. I say the spinoffs. You do the spinoffs with Luke Wilson. Mm. You do the spinoff with Bill Murray prequel. We're building the universe. The zombie-verse. The zombie universe. I thought... Uh, you let's have, bring... Wait, do you have a... Oh. Do you... Were you okay with this movie being what it was? Sure. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, it, it more than first, I guess. Just, I mean... It's all negligible. The highs of the first are, but yeah, I, I don't need to compare them or what's better or not. It's, but I wasn't like disappointed or no. let down. This felt, uh, I wasn't excited to see it. 
No, I was not looking that forward to it, but it was. I had a nice time watching it. I, I thought did. it was fun and funny. I enjoyed it. It's very frivolous and short and quick. You're it's, out. And you're yeah, out. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's irreverent. It's some parts are very clever. You know. Yeah, and which made it a fine companion piece to the first. Did you have any? Uh, did you have any other any pitches? I mean, I. I feel so impassionately about the. I don't really like zombie movies as a as a subgenre. Yeah. And I, the first one was kind of so forgettable to me that I didn't, I didn't really have much skin in the game as far as where they should go or what they could do. It's I wanted not, to bring in. It's not a topic I feel like I need to mine. Yeah, but you could just the the meta part of it, the cam the cameo element, and making fun of our society with like Uber and yeah, that, yeah, yeah. those kind of jokes, and how society hasn't like what has changed and what hasn't, and what how styles have changed and how dumb they looked. And I thought Owen Wilson. Let's revive his career. Let's bring him back. Mm. Tarantino style. He can be with his brother again. In the spinoff with Luke Wilson? Yeah. I like that. And I also had... I would watch them killing zombies. Zombieland 3. I talked about Wesley Snipes being in these movies. What if he plays... He's already been the Daywalker. What if he's... Half zombie, half human. He somehow figured out a way where he's... Yes, he's a self-aware zombie, and he can control the zombies, and he's like the main antagonist. That's what you said this movie doesn't have. Right, it doesn't have. Woody versus Wesley. Well, Blade has a serum, so what if he's some zombie that he's found some cure that he's still a zombie, and he wants to eat people's brains, but he looks human. He can... Yes. He still has his uh, mental faculties, whereas the zombies are just, you know... So it's Wesley versus Woody, and Wesley's kind of like... No, the zombies are people, and we can turn them back. Look at me. I'm the evidence. I can turn them. And Woody's like, no, and you're bad. I have to kill you. I have to kill all the zombies. Oh, so and they've like, always been a duo, a packet, like a yes. team. Now they're versus each other. I like that. I'm very into that. This could almost overlap with the casting call, too. True. Yeah, I want Wesley. I mean, well, that casting, right. got Wesley in. Yeah, he could totally be in these movies. And these are the type of movies that can you could, you know what I mean? Like, he's sort of been half blacklisted from Hollywood, right? Uh-huh. He sued the studio for Blade 3 and then goes to prison. Sure didn't help. This is the type of movie that, you know, wouldn't be... They don't have to worry. Well, not really. I'm sure they're always worried that he'll sue them again. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's probably a big no-no. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see him in it. He's in the new Dolomite one. Yeah. Oh. Netflix isn't a flight. Netflix has so much money. Like, sue us, our lawyers. <laughs> well, they also give... that. That's... I wonder if the, because the models changed and now there's so much more upfront money. Yeah. And no back end. I wonder if that makes it less likely to sue. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Cause what you, would you be suing for the yeah. profits of what? Yeah. Like, because yeah, that's that true. Was such, that's such a messy part of the financing is like, wait, I was, you always see people suing usually like financiers like, wait, I put in this amount. Why didn't I get, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. How are you saying? I didn't get, you didn't make a profit. I saw how much you made. And, hmm. Well, whatever. We're bringing. Yeah. Let's bring Wesley back. I love that idea. Zombie land, and I like Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson fighting zombies with, like, full Texas Southern drawl, yeah. cowboy hats. Yeah, we'll make it like let's set it in the Alamo. Boom. Yeah, there it is. Right, the Alamo thank all you. over again. Yeah, thank you, Sony. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Where else could you go? Because we like the White House was a fun setting. I thought they should just go to like like drive throughs and there's just food everywhere. I mean, they've already done a grocery store. Um, hmm. Like it has to be a monument. 
No, but can, can you... Like a drive-thru would be funny to like go through the drive-thru What amusement park do they end up at? Because they could end at like Disney like World or something. or something. Yeah, they could. You could go bigger if you're going to go White House. Or like a Sony electronics store. Surprised they don't do anything like that. Yeah. I guess there aren't any Sony electronics stores. <laughs> that right, that's exist. not a thing. Huh, just the White House. I guess they chose right. Oh, and if we had to stay in America or in that part of the... His last movie there in Hollywood. So that was us. That was that was Double Tap. We'd recommend it as a movie. I don't know if you need to catch it in theaters, but no. But it plays if you have AMCA list and you're you're not actually paying the full. Like if that was if I was paying twenty bucks for that, I would not be happy. But probably not. Yeah. I wonder. You know what I'd love to know is the because there was such a rabid fan base. No pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> the fans are the cult was zombie like. Um. I wonder what they thought of it. If they if it was worth the wait for them, you know, the people that like beloved the original, if they were disappointed or if they were, I mean, I know it did well. Yeah, they didn't think they weren't sure. Sometimes if you wait a long time and do it, it's like a smaller hit. Yeah, won't really, because the first one's a surprise in. hit, right? Yes, I think that's why it took so long. I think they started to do. Like it took so long to make the sequels. I think they started to to write it and get in motions of making it, and then studio head at Sony changed and became Rothman. Well, oh, Tom Rothman. Tom Rothman gets the job, and then they thought the writers thought, "Oh, this isn't going to go anywhere." But I think probably because of Deadpool's success, they were like, "He's like, sure, go for it." Hmm. Yeah. Right, because a lot of times when the new studio head comes in, there he's not going to get the credit. The guy before him would get the credit. You see that in all. Sorts of jobs. Right. And if it fails, Sports, he would take the blame, too. but he wouldn't get the credit if it does well. So it's yeah. like, well, this you, is like lose-lose for me. You bring in your guys, your projects, your your stamp. So that was that was Double Tap. This is the Spiritual Sequel Podcast. The Jensen Brothers are signing off. <laughs> Please subscribe. Look out for our other episodes. We've been doing a lot of spiritual sequels recently. Yeah. It's the namesake of the pod. We've uh, it's been some fun double features lately. And we don't have a namesake. Yeah. All right, that's enough. That'll be a wrap. The sequel discussion to be continued. <laughs>